Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 320 Club podcast. Why is it called the 320 Club? Well, 420 was already taken, and happy hour is happening somewhere else. Okay, so you may have noticed that I've punched out a bunch of content within a 24-hour period. I'm doing a little bit of catch-up here because it's been chaos between moving, working, parenting, and you don't need to hear any more of Rox's sob story. Just think of it as Rox's spring cleaning. All this to say, this episode was recorded on the 25th of April, 2020. Luxuries and luxury goods became the center point of our discussion, but we talked a little bit about how the leader of the free world told people to inject bleach into their bodies. Remember that? That was like two, three weeks ago. Anyway, fun times with Rona. Enjoy! Avoid legal snags by telling people they're being recorded. You are now being recorded. Sexy. Uh, so I'm going to call from... from our, A mutual our, friend of ours. Yeah, our buddy. Uh, and he goes, uh, Dude... Um, how much alcohol was in that beer you gave me? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, but I was pretty well done after three. <laughs> He's like, I was done after two. <laughs> yeah, you were, <laughs> you were pretty lit up. <laughs> I had one and a half yesterday. I'm like, this stuff must be really strong. <laughs> yeah. So I just released an episode. Um they or just now literally just now it's actually a, it's a wee dram i've I'm, i've got three lined up right now from uh two weeks ago we recorded so so but i figure we're probably going to start off talking about the yanks because there's a lot of stuff going on down south <laughs> uh, you can't Holy. even keep up with, you can't even keep up with the memes <laughs> i like honestly it's it's like it's like things are happening in waves um, where, you know, things kind of slow down and, you know, it's like, oh, well, there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to do. It's the it's the Rona and it's the same in same old shit. It's just Groundhog Day all over again. And then all of a sudden, you know, our friend, <laughs> the orange man decides to say and do some shit that just gets everybody talking again and then the memes just start flowing in it's like how do you (laughs) how does the leader of the free world get away with literally advising the people that voted him in (laughs) to inject bleach into their bodies (laughs) what the fuck man how does that happen uh, I have no idea. Um, Stranger than fiction. I'm just trying to find a statistic here. My wife was telling me about it. I was trying to get it verified here. Um, they're talking about people consuming bleach now. Um, and where, <clears throat> where is it? Oh. I wonder no, if this is there, something there, there, there. he just did. Oh, you found it? No. Um, there we go. Accidental poisoning on the rise three days ago. Oh, is that is that fake news or is that something the Russians are peddling to sow more, you know, more like Discord or whatever? If you mean the Russians as in New York Times, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Like, I wonder if he just says this shit just to see how far his influence goes. Like, I wonder if I can actually make people drink bleach. I wonder if I could do that. Like, do I have that level of influence and power? And as it turns out, yes, you do. And, you know, I don't think it is. It's, it's just like he's, he's, he's I think he's afraid to look uh, insecure in front of the camera. So rather than defer to an expert. He he answered the question himself. Yeah, you could do open heart surgery with a pair of pliers and, and uh, a box cutter. Yeah, that don't make it a good idea. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. Uh, so so yeah. So I'll send you the link. But, okay. Uh, it's it's basically the awareness of uh, awareness of the coronavirus pandemic has spread throughout the United States. Doctors who monitor activity at poison control call centers have noticed an alarming trend. A significant increase in accidental exposures to household cleaners and disinfectants. So, wow. So you think people are cleaning their house too much? I don't know. But uh, that's something else. That's terrifying. Like, I, I just, I don't understand it. It's great entertainment, that's for sure. Like, for the majority of people, I assume they just, they're just kind of sitting there and scratching their head, but they're also kind of laughing at it. As coronavirus spreads, poison hotlines see rise in accidents with cleaning products. Wow. CNBC uh, points to a 20% increase. Sorry, say that again? CNBC reports 20% increase. Wow. Man, uh, like, if you don't want people spouting out stupid shit, stop giving them a microphone. Like, seriously. Well, we are talking about uh, some articles were saying that Trump's going to stop doing his own daily podcast, uh, daily show or daily uh, press uh, press interview, I guess. Because yeah, of his press all the bad press press. Yeah, he's going to stop doing them because, or at least minimize them, because he's so bad at them. <laughs> Man, this is really showing just a testament just to how, like, how bad, how bad it is, how bad he is. Like, you know, we kind of knew he was bad from the beginning, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of chinks in that armor, man. It's, it's pretty fucking, it's pretty rusty shit. Doesn't look good. No, no, that's that's brutal. But don't use the word chink. It's not nice. Why? Why? Because of the association with Chinese? <laughs> yes. That's too- and... oh come on. You can't have synonyms. I would say it's flawed. Yes. Okay. We we want to be inclusive. Let's okay. Not. Sure. Whatever. Because think how bad you guys took me on last time. So take it and eat it. All right, all right. You win this round. You win this round. <laughs> so cognac will be Take. on here in about five ten minutes or so. Cool, cool. He's got to finish with his own hot date, right? Apparently. <laughs> That's good. It's a good thing that I kind of run this stuff because if I were to go off, I wonder what you guys would say about me behind my back. Because 
<laughs> but we would only focus on the bad stuff. <laughs> I think you don't need to do anything. You guys just poke fun at me, and I just take it. It's all right. Nothing wrong with that. So what have you well, been up to? So many times you get hit up here. Um, just working. Um, yeah. Get, I'm trying to get my ir- irrigation set up. I got a new DC pump, so it's going to be solar powered and automatics. So all I have to do is flick it on, and it'll turn itself off. And yeah, you just you just sent grow. me a you just sent me a video of uh, your finished wine cellar that you're constructing, and you said you got. Like you got the wood milled and everything. I, I milled the wood myself. Yeah. Oh my god! So you okay? Because I thought it looked like it looked like laminate flooring that you put up on the walls, which isn't. It's not uncommon for some folks to do, but you actually took the real thing and did it up yourself. That's pretty cool. Just one more talent oh. that you can rub in the rest of our faces. Well, I didn't say I'm perfect at it. I mean, there's things I, I put in. I was like, ah, I got to take this out because I don't like it. Yeah. Um, so, well, because you have this idea in your head, right? Um, originally, it was just cold cellar that the ants had invaded and um, they were able to get through uh, the styrofoam and all this other stuff. And I just said, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it my, my way. And... Uh, so, knowing that cheese cheese ages at the same temperature as red wine, I figured I'll, I'll do something around that temperature, and you got a climate control, then I can age cheese and, and wine at the same time. You're going to start making so. your own cheese now. Oh, I already do. You already I just do. don't age it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> oh, shit. Man, I've been this having coronavirus, a, <laughs> this yeah, coronavirus stuff is not doing anything to me. <laughs> no, he's not stopping. That's that's one thing is for sure. There's definitely no there's no boredom. That's for like at least from our point of view. I I don't know how Cognac feels right now. He's probably bored out of his skull because he can't really do too much. But, uh, oh, man, today was actually pretty rough with our kids. Like, they're just yeah. overtired. Overtired and, and so, I don't know. The boy was a little, I don't know. I don't know what his deal was, but he just started screaming directly in my ear. And I've, I've had enough of that. You're going to bed. Bye. The kids are just whacking their heads on the floor and screaming. <laughs> it's like fucking Thunderdome here sometimes. It's ridiculous. So... He's, uh, I, get, I try and get him outside as much as I can, like take him around, uh, take him out for walks and take him outside. But, uh, man, he is, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to train him. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I keep talking about my kid, like he's a dog or something, but it's hard Aww. to, it's hard to, it's hard to get him like. Because he's, he's he's testing, right? He's screaming um, to see if he can get what he wants. And yeah. most, by and large, we're just trying to ignore him when he does that stuff, except when he takes it too far and he starts hitting or whatever. And we just, like, we mm-hmm. stop that right there and we say, no, nope, no hitting. But then, uh, uh, but then, like, he'll just just go off. Like, if we give him the phone or give him the tablet or whatever and let him play, like, one of those little toddler games, he's okay with it. Um, like it, 
obviously he just sucks right in and there's no issues. But as soon as you even come close to him, he has like this, he's got like this, uh, I don't know, this defense mechanism going on where he takes the tablet and runs away thinking that you're going to take it from him. And then when you do, he flips the fuck out. He screams and shouts and it's terrible. So it's like trying- a it's all, it has all the drama of a Trump uh, Q&A session. Basically, that's exactly <laughs> what it feels like. <clears throat> and I don't oh, know. Yeah. Like, what do you do with a kid? Like, uh, that's a, there's a question. Maybe you have a, an answer to. Like, what do you do to help kind of, you know, can you say wean him off? Like, make the, uh, the addiction to technology a little less invasive i don't know because clearly as soon as he sees the tablet or the phone he goes for it and he just like goes to town on that thing but we try and we try and keep it away from him well i would say balance it in a way is teach him that it's it's a reward and it'll only be given to him as long as he's good so for my daughter the, the tablet is only revealed to her when um she's been good and she's done everything that she needs to. And then it's given to her. And if you're going to take it away from here, you have to give them a countdown. Okay. You, it, you, it sounds like you have a trouble with transitions. There is a little okay? bit of trouble there. Yeah. So you have to practice your transition. There's lots of different techniques you can use. Uh, you can use like a storyboard technique where you just have, it essentially becomes a, almost like a PowerPoint presentation of pictures of the next task. You know what I mean? So first we're going to do this, then we're going to do that, and then we're going to do this. And then at the beginning of the day, you coach them through those different processes so you understand what's going to happen next. Sounds like a variation on Pavlov's dogs. No, no, it's, it's not. It's, actually, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a mental conditioning technique. And it works okay. on adults, too. So it's the same thing as going to a presentation and not getting a topics list or a, a syllabus of what's going to be what's going to be presented you're like didn't, how long is this thing going to take didn't pavlov create those kind of techniques no <laughs> i thought he did does he say yeah. map, mental mapping yeah i think cognac's in here too no i thought i saw him enter into the call unless he's muted i don't know I oh, think he's fell asleep. I fell asleep because you're talking about parenting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> well, you missed it. We were talking about Trump earlier, so it's like it's like what happens when you have bad parenting. Uh, yep. <laughs> I don't know. You, you just don't parent, I guess. <laughs> Stop bringing people into this world. It's full. <laughs> oh boy yeah. Uh, yeah so what do you guys want to talk about we got a bunch I got a couple of things here what are you drinking well I've got Glendron I, I was having a coffee earlier because I needed to wake up because I, I had actually a really decent supper and but then I felt sleepy and I had a couple beers with it and now I'm now I'm awake and I'm good to go. So I have a Glendronic 12. Ooh. Yeah. Whiskey? Well, considering my performance last week, I was gonna, I'm was i easing up this. I'm having kombucha with a little bit of rum in it. <laughs> Ooh. I am having uh, Belle de Briette 
It's a <clears throat> cognac mixed with a uh, like alpoil, like a pear liquor. Nice. From the Saint-Amand region de la France. Oh, not, not Saint-Amand, southern Manitoba. Oh, God, no. <laughs> is that a place? <laughs> it certainly is. It's not too far from Ile de Chain and Saint-Amand. <laughs> I just try and pretend Saskatoba doesn't exist, and you know that. <laughs> yeah, just reminding you. <laughs> Then we can even throw out your bread. <laughs> oh boy! But uh, maybe uh, we can talk about luxury goods. You know, it's it's kind of interesting times. Um, luxury goods tend to give us is considered some of those creature comforts that we have that we 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 could we use all the time, but really maybe not need. Um, American Express just sent me an email out offering. Um, um, a case of wine from uh, a very exclusive region of France. Uh, the, the winery boasts the, the papal seal. Would, um, it, would it be perchance in exchange for you finding somewhere that accepts American Express? Uh, a lot of places accept American Express. That's why I travel with it. <laughs> in fact, Toronto Airport gives you pretty lines with, with your American Express card. Yeah, but how are you flying around anywhere with all the shit yeah. that's going on? Well, I didn't. No, no. Some people month. like to just go spend eight, eighteen dollars on a beer. <laughs> to happen in place. <laughs> with your American Express card, you get into the lounges, so you're not spending anything at all. Yes, but you're not going into the lounges to spend anything right now. But go ahead with your point about luxury goods. <laughs> but I, I get the the case of wine delivered my house now. For, uh, for, for a just nice discounted price. Yeah, but you were you but, make your own wine. Yeah. Yeah, but you didn't see my cellar yet. I got to fill it with quality things too. <laughs> True. It can't all just be moonshine. That's right. Though it does keep extremely well. <laughs> Speaking of which, how strong was that stuff you were drinking last week? Because that. That not. <laughs> it's outrageous. I haven't, I haven't seen you like that ever. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> seen him like it once. You missed the part where I was running around my house looking for a fight with a coyote <laughs> in his underwear with a gun. <laughs> Oh man! Well, Shit. it's weird when you always fall in the dark. I'm like, whoa, maybe I'm pretty drunk. <laughs> hey, here's here, okay. Here's a let's on the top of of luxuries or luxury goods or just luxuries in general. Um, here's something that Cognac and I were talking about a little bit uh, was uh, just the act of driving just like going around getting in your car not having a destination in particular and just driving i think i don't know how many people are actually doing that but i i have a feeling that that seems to be increasing over the last couple weeks uh well i think i think there's always been a subclass of human um that exists in our country that have enjoyed driving uh we call them uh motorcyclists um, cause I mean, it's a completely impractical vehicle. People just get on there to go for the joy of the ride. But I think like just driving your car, like just for shits, um, 
it's quite common in Europe. I don't think it really happens in North America, mostly because our roads are boring. Like they're they're designed to to get you to somewhere um, in the most efficient way possible. And I think a lot of people just equate driving with four hours on the highway. You know, so yeah, it's, um, it's true. no. I I I want to. I disagree. I think it depends on the region. And you you said it yourself. It's a it's a subculture within a culture that exists. Uh, like I what, I said, what I grew up of in, human. I know, but you got to be nice because no. Be nice. I used to have a motorcycle. Anyways, so I, I I'll I'll be I'll be nice again retro retroactively to myself. But it doesn't have to be just motorcycles. Like uh, we st- Sunday night cruising in in Winnipeg is is a thing. People just get in a car and they just drive around together. If they have and wheels on it, but. Just be careful of a word like cruising because it has alternate meetings. No, no, but no, no, but um, uh, rocks. He's got a good point. Like when he we does. all first, like, what's the first thing we all did in high school when we got our license? We got our friends in the car and we just went around and drove places. <clears throat> yeah, you weren't allowed into anywhere. Nobody wanted That's your right. business, and you didn't have any money anyway. So you just That's went around right. and drove around, right? Like yeah. it represented freedom, and I think that's why there's like a, a romantic image in your mind of your very first car, even though it was probably a shitbox. You know, like it was your freedom to just go drive around. Like and and going along with that, it wasn't just the the driving. Like you know, you drive. The weather's starting to get nice now, so you can actually drive with your window down, that kind of thing. But it's just like <clears throat> um, putting on the radio or listening to Spotify now, which is super convenient through your phone onto your Bluetooth uh, in your car or whatever. Or our, podcast. or our podcast. Or our podcast. Hey, that's good Which advertising. Is, I also listen to you guys through my car. Oh, cool. Right on. My car my car has Spotify like built in. So nice. That's cool. But yeah, like just listening to great tunes and stuff. Like I've been so I've been doing a thing on the uh on our Facebook page recently about it's it's I, I call it it's late at night and the kids are down. And I'll push, post like a, a link to a, or a Spotify link to like a classical piece of music or whatever. I think next week uh, in kind of uh, in um, uh, what do you, what I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? Any effort of, you know, driving music. I'm, I'm going to start putting like driving music down. I think we had a couple of good ones that we we're putting on. Yeah, I, I've got a driving playlist, um, you know, just tunes to drive to. Um, yeah, I think everybody does if they if they really think about it. Oh yeah. But I'm, what I'm talking about is like driving, not not getting on the 401 and setting your cruise at 115 and carrying on with your life, like driving. You know. So what? Like, what do you do? Do you just go out the backcountry roads like a lot of people? Because that's what I do. Um, I look up on my. Um, uh, so I got the big tablet in the car, right? So I've got Google Maps on there. So I look for roads that are particularly twisty and uh, uninhibited, or uninhabited, excuse me. Um, and I just go and I, I try and thrash those a little bit. Um, unfortunately, in the last couple of days here in Quebec, the weather's gotten above single digits. So all the scourge upon humanity cyclists are out, uh, and combined with motorcyclists, it makes it tricky to take any sort of blind corner at any any reasonable amount of of um skill so you, you've got to be but at the same time it forces you to think a lot so it's a lot it's a lot more fun in my <clears> mind <throat> now you drive a tesla yes and so that thing goes ridiculously fast in a very short amount of time 
Yeah, um, zero to mine's zero to a hundred in about three point four seconds. Yeah. Jesus, zero, zero to the speed limit in three point four seconds. <laughs> Which, yeah, the speed limit is a hundred on the highway. That's insane. <laughs> oh, oh it's, it's like driving a Ferrari in downtown Kingston. Like you're like, why don't you just take the bus? <laughs> yeah, it's so I mean, rough. Have like, you, you ever really driven have... a Ferrari? Yeah, so much ever... fun. Have you been ever to downtown Kingston? Yes, the roads are horrible, and I oh, live in a terrible. province. I I live in a province where it makes Kingston roads look good. I know, I know, because the mafia built your roads. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I, you do see the odd Lamborghini around here, and you're like, first thought is like small wiener, and then second thought is, bro, where do you even drive that? Like. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, there's, there's that one road around Montreal, uh, around Montreal, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the new so toll I, highway. The, yeah, the 30. Until people realize that 250 is quite enough to spend to not spend an hour and a half in Montreal. So everyone's on it now, mm. and it fell apart. <clears throat> I noticed the 407 is quite empty lately. <laughs> it always is. The 407 is the, the best the best way you can spend your money in the GTA is by taking the 407. The best way you can spend your money. That's good. And we don't I even mean, own it. to Spain, but yeah. That's right. That's right. Fuck, what a joke. So what about uh, Denmark and Poland saying that they're not going to bail out uh, companies with offshore holdings? I think uh, that's a great idea. That's interesting. I like it. Yeah, and now you've got uh, so in the UK, it's a it's a pity Jin couldn't be here because in the UK you've got Richard Branson uh, of Virgin fame, um, who famously about two years ago made a big stink when the British government bailed out British Airways, saying like it's a private company and companies should stand or fall on on their own, uh, and was in a bit of trouble anyway publicly because he has most of his holdings in the British Virgin Islands as a tax haven, uh, and has now asked for a five hundred billion dollar bailout. Wow. Yep. What do you guys think of that? Like, uh, like whiskey. I'm curious to see what you think about government bailouts and uh, and private companies that are large enough to receive government bailouts. Uh, like when no, they said, I, th- I think, I think, I think you need to put it in perspective. It all depends what the government's trying to do. So. I mean, if like, you want to call it, it all depends what if your if your projections are. You know, you you're gonna you're you're on a macro scale here. You're not on this operational level or this. You're on this very high level of of really running a country, not a not even just a small province. So, if what is your acceptable loss in businesses? Um, to the point will become detrimental to recovery. And then you need to have that discussion. And then you say, okay, well, if I inject, um, you know, this amount of dollars into recovery, uh, was that, what is that predicted to going to give me? Cause there's, there's no rule book here. It's not like push button, get banana, you know, inject 1 billion here, get result. There's none of that. Um, go ahead. There's a banana button. <laughs> this is it's one of whiskey's favorite sayings. I don't think he's ever said it on the podcast though. Um, but 
there there isn't one. So when we when we start looking at ways to improve it, if if you see it, they haven't put all the measures all out at once. Why? It's because they have to iron out the details. They have to do some analysis, and then they have to come up with a hypothesis, and then they come up with a solution, and then they try. Then they're doing course correction and adjust uh, adjustments as they go. Like, so is injecting a billion dollars into uh, the economy. So one criticism I saw online is, well, why would they get give one billion dollars to companies? Why don't they just give thirty thousand dollars to all the people? Okay, um, but tenants, you know, some companies are being ejected from their properties, so they're no longer in business. Where do you propose they spend that money? Well, you've also got the 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 problem of international pressure, right? So, like, let's take a company from at home, um, Bombardier, um, who's been bailed out probably more times than they've made a profit. Um, but they're also one of their major um, plants is in Belfast in Northern Ireland, and it's one of the major employers in Northern Ireland. So the UK would be quite choked if Bombardier folded because then they'd have to come up with jobs for however many tens of thousands of people work in Belfast. So you've got international pressure to keep some of these international corporations working as well. And you're totally right. So, you, so it's 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 a it's a balance of things. And we talk about industrial regional benefits in other podcasts. So I won't go into into this one. But if you it, you gotta look how you're, you're gonna inject the money. So you're gonna inject into the, the massive global system that we have, inject money at one point, and then you need to theorize uh, roughly through a series of economists that can help you understand where the money w- would go and trickle out, and then you hope it'll have the effect. And then you throw money at the spots where you know indirect money will, won't help happen. So you think of the, the CERB benefits, $2,000 to to unemployed people then they realize at the end like oh what about our students there, there's there's an effect here that that won't that won't change so you're going to create another program just for them um but in this week's economists they talk about it at length covid and the debt the debt situation that will will arise mm-hmm. and um their recommendation is is keep spending Okay, whatever you do, don't stop. Don't worry too, too much about how much you're going to cost you. Just make smart decisions. And there's a, a few different ways you can offset that cost at a later date. But um, So are they just giving the equivalent of George W. Bush's uh, advice to just go out, go shop and spend? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's not like that. But spend to the point where, where, where everybody's looked after and... To, to, with a view of promoting recovery. Okay. Um, this, the second side of this is how to get out of debt will also matter. And there's there, for, they created some general ideas to how that could happen. But there's some risk factors like Italy um, and a whole bunch of uh, Italy and uh, Spain, was it? There's a couple other countries that are at risk, like Greece, Italy, um I want to say the pig nations again, but um, uh, the countries with the the countries that barely had an economy to begin with, yeah. 
Yeah, and the, and the, they have so much de- existing debt that they won't be able to service it. This so, so conf- this is also confusing to me because, like, I, it sounds to me like <clears throat> everything is so intertwined with everything that it kind of forces governments to have no choice but to bail out major companies that employ large categories of people within the country because if you let the companies go then the people start going and then they don't have any food or water or anything like that and then they start revolting is that is that what we're getting at we're just trying to prevent human beings from becoming so destitute that they that they rise up against your own government no okay well i i I think i think you need to take a step back and and say that uh, capitalism is a bit of an artificial system Okay. You're an artificial system. How <laughs> dare you? No, but but it, it, it is because if if I can just print money to a certain degree, um, how, why does it actually make make any sense? Do you, you know what I mean? Like, is it real? Is the thing I'm exchanging the goods for actually real? Like, it used to be tied to gold, but it's not anymore. Because I'm not a communist. No, it's tied to debt, right? <clears throat> it, well, we do live in a debt-based economy, yes, which is why the people that are responsible in times like this um, often kind of end up the losers on the back end in a in a roundabout kind of way. Yeah, so there's different ways to off- offset that risk, but it, 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 it's kind of fake in, in times like this because it, the, the system starts breaking down because... Really, we created this thing called money. We didn't tie it to an asset anymore as tightly as we used to. So what are we really trading it for? So we can just print money and then hope and then towards the end of it, then we'll reconcile and figure it all out after. But really, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. So throwing money at yeah, throwing money at is the solution is what's you got to keep the systems alive. So when we can start producing again, the system is there. We have to keep but, the system alive because all my money right now is in the markets. <laughs> and we need to keep this this ridiculous pain train going because we're on the top end of it and I don't want to end up on the bottom end of it. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, but then you get it you get into situations like here in Quebec. So here in Quebec they um, they they're short people to do like um, Joe jobs at the um, like the uh, nursing homes. So like Joe jobs like um, you know serve meals to seniors, make beds and stuff like that. They're short people and they couldn't even hire people because um, the rates they were going to pay them was less than they make off the COVID benefit. So, um, there was a kind of a roundabout, like the first story is like, Oh, people are lazy. They prefer to take their COVID benefits and not do these like work that we absolutely need done. But it's all the second order effect is like, well, hang on. Maybe this work is worth more than minimum wage. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about it, the only people that are, well, not the only people, but the vast majority of jobs that are essential services right now are minimum wage jobs, grocery tellers, um, you know, uh, cleaners at hospitals and stuff, uh, barring specialist skills, right? So the vast majority of, of unskilled labor are all minimum wage jobs, and a lot more of them are at work than a lot of 
what we would consider skilled labor. And I can understand why somebody would want to go and take more money now from uh, the COVID grant or whatever. Uh, but there is something to be said about getting a long-term benefit of maybe you have a job at the end of this when that COVID yeah, that job will be there. Out. That, jo- that job will still exist. The yeah. point is, like we've we've like we've weirdly prioritized the way we pay people in this country and in many countries around the world. Um, I mean, I shared with you weeks ago, Rox, the um, the statement from the Spanish health minister when she was asked quite aggressively why they haven't found a solution to COVID-19 yet. And she said, well, in Spain, a researcher is paid 1,800 euros a month. Cristiano Ronaldo's paid a million euros a month. Go ask him for a cure. That's very flippant. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, very true. <laughs> we value, our values are fucked up. <clears throat> I, well, NHL are, are they are that... making a lot of money and they're doing even less than the rest of us. I know. Well, they are talking about opening up the NHL. And having well, they've already done empty it with stadiums. the WWE. Yeah, empty. They've already done it with the WWE. Yeah, but that's because it's based in Florida. And please, anyone, don't follow the example of Florida <laughs> ever. <laughs> not even when, not even when there's that's a time where Carol of fucking Baskin lives. Ah, <laughs> oh, is the is the Tiger King dead uh-huh. now? Like it seems like it's dead. Nobody's talking about it as much. The memes aren't as prevalent. Well, because we all saw it within six hours, because we had bugger all else to do. Did you see the? Uh, did you see the kind of? Uh, is it I annotation? No. The eighth episode. I mean, it's I not going to go home about all it I'm is. Still is working just an on interview. Top I'm yeah, on season eighteen of twenty-two. So. Nice. Yeah, I've moved on to the grand tour, so I've been watching the Holy Trinity do their thing. Hey, back to our conversation on driving. Yay. <laughs> well, actually, uh, Whiskey's watched the Grand Tour, too, because I mentioned an episode before, and he, and he said he'd seen it. That's right. That's right. I didn't know you were a fan, Whiskey. Oh, I like it. The old the old guys are hilarious. Oh, yeah. Well, that's sure. that's why I've been rewatching all of Top Gear, because, like, the Holy Trinity are hilarious. I'm not going to... As soon as it starts with, like, that season where Clarkson got fired, I'm, I'm done. That's season 23. I'm done. I'm not watching it. I, I refuse. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. It's just terrible. It's terrible television. I mean, you and I were having a conversation about this. Like, it's the dumbest thing that the BBC could have done. It was the dumbest decision they could have made. I mean, that, he did physically a- assault someone. So, like, I get it. I get why they. I I get why they took the action they did. Um, mm-hmm. You got to remember the BBC. So we're talking about capitalism and business cases and all that stuff. The BBC doesn't work like your average business. So but they're trying really to make matter. a moral argument and not a business argument. Of it's course like, they well, are, because they're a government department. If, if governments ran business, they'd all be broke. But the moral argument is subjective based on the culture at the time, right? So 10, 20 years ago, the moral argument is like, well, he physically hit somebody uh did he at least go and apologize to the guy did they shake hands over it did they okay did they okay fine then get get on with the show yeah can right? they continue working together yeah Pe- people would people would like um, you know it's even if a fight broke out afterwards at some point there's got to be some kind of 
I don't know, negotiation that happens between two parties where they just say, okay, uh, you know, we've we said some things, we've done things we kind of regret, but are we good now? Okay, like people had thicker skin, I guess is what I'm getting at. Um, but in this situation, it happened during a time where I think you and I can agree that people really didn't, people really don't have very thick skin. I mean, just look at what's going on all over the place now. And uh, and as a result, you'll 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 see businesses and organizations cave to uh, what they think the moral right is. Yeah, but I think there's other ways to handle it, too. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there termination is one side, reeducation is another. I mean, I, I've dealt with some very complex things included alleged assault alleged rape alleged all kinds of different things holy um a lot of attempted murder um so okay like, yes. <laughs> you may need to clarify those things you just said please don't no, like no people no people that were, had, had worked for me had oh, been okay. accused of all kinds of different things and i see um certain groups of people different employment Groups tend to be attracted together and they tend to, you know, exaggerate or exacerbate the extremes of that type of subtype of of people. Right. Um, So with that, um, yeah, so I've dealt some interesting things and how you deal with it is is kind of funny. Um, Like in some situations, you'd be like, well, okay, guys, you know, don't sign for surety. because it uh, it'll affect you guys, and first their first instinct is always to attack, you know, the manager. And uh, why would you do that? Blah 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 blah. And it's, it's it's not me, okay? So if you sign for surety, he, he has to be with you at all times. <laughs> hmm. And your job is to travel. <laughs> How can he travel when he can't leave the city? And, uh, oh, that creates some problems, doesn't it? So, mm. um, but how we, ha- so th- there's that dynamic to it, but recognize, uh, as you go through this whole process and your, your bail and surety, he's only been accused or they have only been accused. They're not guilty yet. So how do you preserve this person's <clears throat> innocent dignity and all those other things? Uh, because inevitably, he may be proven, or sorry, not to say evidently, but in due course, he may be found not guilty. Um, and then, how do you come back from that, right? So you, you treat you, you treat people a certain way. So how we go about allegations and do the court the court the, the corrections that are necessary to, to to maintain morale and maintain cohesion in the workplace? I think they do matter. I think they've changed and evolved. Um, I think we've gone, rather than actually dealing with problems, we got more into the very carte blanche administration route where we want to just penalize them on paper, fire them for whatever, rather than actually going on and trend correcting behavior and allowing the person to grow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we're, we're quick on the, uh, you know, the old band hammer to take a, to take a gamer term. Um, but that's, um, uh, in my opinion, that's a symptom of something uh, I'm not sure the three of us have talked about, but Rox and I have talked about before of the, the, the court of public opinion, um, where 
someone doesn't even have you know a trial or due process yet but the entire population's decided they're guilty because the media is going to print immediately right um as soon as an incident with an employee in something like television happens the media is going to print immediately and people are going to form their own judgments before maybe even the actual broadcaster or network or company or whomever has a chance to actually investigate let alone re-educate and and that's and that's i think so they need to be seen to be taking action yeah totally um and you saw that with Gian Gomeshi, and that's why he won his lawsuit, right? Yeah, you saw um, it with Kevin Spacey. You saw it. And, and I'm not saying these people were innocent, but you saw it with Kevin Spacey. You saw it with Bill Cosby. You saw it with, um, oh, what's his name, that the movie American Sniper was about, the guy that killed him. That movie Chris, came out Chris before. Chris Kyle or whatever? Well, Chris Kyle's the guy that got killed. But that movie yeah. came out before his, at the time, alleged killer sat trial. Oh, I didn't know that shit. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's incredibly problematic and dangerous. Speaking of Chris Kyle, it's interesting. I've been listening to the audio book of David Goggins audio book. It's called Can't Hurt Me. He was on he was in I think they call it Buds. It's like the Navy SEAL orientation program, something like that. And he was on Buds on his first try going through Buds uh, with Chris Kyle. And this guy, man, holy shit, has he ever been through a hell of a lot of suffering. But I think it kind of goes back to the whole point. Like, I still think that people need to grow a little bit of a thicker skin because life is pretty goddamn hard as it is. And I mean, if if you can't take, I don't know. It's just see, it's, there's, you, a, there's, there's a fine balance. A, if you can't, if you don't have any uh, conflict resolution skills, even if the other person goes too far, you sure as shit can't take Corona. Yeah, exactly. When something actually look comes at all these on, pe- look at all these people you. in the U.S. that are losing their mind right now. You know, give me liberty or give me Rona. You know. Um, yeah. Like losing it because it's been a week or a month or whatever that they can't do what they're used to doing. I mean, I get it. I absolutely desire to go to a restaurant so I can look down on a servant again. But like, <laughs> it doesn't mean Shaking that, my head. It doesn't mean <laughs> I worked at Tim Hortons. I've been there, and I, I rose above. They have. I, um, I must look down on the peasants. <laughs> yes, yes, quite. No, no, but I. I mean, I get, Terrible. I get, Terrible. I get the desire to get out of your house and get and do things and have some fun and do whatever and 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 you know not make eye contact with your waiter because they're not people. But I don't, I don't understand how it just flipped overnight. Well, part of it's uh, complete mismanagement of information by the media, which is always a theme of mine that I talk about. For and sure. the other part is, um, you know, um, they have a, um, I mean. On this podcast, we always support good governance, but there is a uh, orange-tinted hobgoblin down south that is making somehow managing to make this all about him and it be a, 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 a Democrat scheme against him. I don't get it. I don't well, understand. Don't worry. Like, He's got it solved with his bleach suppositories. I mean, <laughs> you know what? If you're a Trump supporter, listen like if you vehemently believe what your president says, listen to him and do it. 
<laughs> and guys, Al, just for the safe for the safety's sake, um, whiskey and rocks do not support following the uh, president of the United States uh, health regimes. Project does. You elected them. You elected them. Majority <laughs> majority agreed. That's go- that's good governance he, right there. He, people already died following his regime, so I do not recommend it. See, I recommend it. Although I do, I do like how like approximately thirty seconds after he said that, uh, I can't remember the parent company that owns Lysol, but they released a statement being like, "Please, for the love of Christ, do not do this." Because <laughs> <laughs> you can just see them sitting there being like, "We're about to get sued." Yeah, and we didn't even do anything. <laughs> oh, that that, that was the. the you just exposed your organs to light, intense light and in to cure coronavirus. Well, I mean, I was I was out on my uh, second floor kind of. So I have a if I go out my my bedroom's on the third floor of my house. So if I go out that window, I have like um like an asphalt roof thing that covers my front entryway. It's how I change my light bulbs quite peri- perilously because it's it's not very long. <laughs> but I got up there because it was the best access to the sun with my uh, ankles behind my ears to to get the light in my beehole. Yeah, neighbors didn't appreciate it, but whatever. <laughs> fuck them. I don't get the COVID. <laughs> you see, whiskey. I'm a man of science, and yes. I subscribe to the laws of Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have the Rona, so clearly it works. Yeah. Um, Trump 2020. So, okay, like I don't. I'm not surprised. <laughs> He's just so dumb. I know. This. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised about Trump. It's it's like he's a fucking idiot. There's no no if and whoa, or whoa, but whoa. about good it. Governance, support yeah. Good governance. So there's okay. There's a difference yeah. between good governance of an established body, an politic, official. or a government, yeah. he's and an the actions of and the commander in, the, in chief of the world's largest army. Let me finish my point. The point I'm getting to is is it's not about Trump that has my biggest concern. It's my biggest concern is with the people who actually elected him. And I'm it's it's just I'm very afraid for them because like I have a thing where I don't I don't want to call them idiots or dumb fucks or anything like that because it's only just going to push them away from having a constructive, you know, negotiation or a constructive talk with people who are also part of the electorate right like i i want to be able to have a dialogue with those people um, and and treat them like a fellow citizen that you know i'm we're 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 trying to vote in in our interests right but at the same time it's like man like come on dude i expect better from you 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 can't have a reasoned discussion with anybody hanging out of their fucking car screaming at a nurse who's blockading the road Okay, let, let, let's just let, let's just say one particular thing here. So, the, for the first time in history, the Republican Party have Republican supporters have come out saying, "My body, my choice." Yeah, that's the, huge, by the way. And I can so so remember like remember like two weeks ago we were talking about how I really hope the climate change people grab onto this like data that they're getting right now about how like with. Not the extreme measures right now, but with some minimal, you know, changes to the way we do things, we can actually mitigate climate change. I really hope the um, pro-choice uh, movement in the states, uh, aka the correct movement, 
uh, grabs on to this uh, <laughs> my body, my choice thing out of all these Republicans. Oh, they they definitely rock. have. They definitely have. Well, I think you shared a, a meme yeah. with me. It showed a woman carrying a my body, my choice thing, and she's wearing a fucking Captain America t-shirt. I thought that was so ironic. Yeah. That's only because I have a nerd way of thinking about that. For for listeners who don't understand, um, and obviously I love talking about the Marvel Universe, cause, <laughs> and Cognac loves to criticize me for that, but um, if you didn't know, <laughs> Captain America is a guy who literally chose to put his body through a crazy transition, uh, embodying the principles of my body, my choice. I thought that was so funny. Uh, it's just ironic. It's ironic. That's all it is. And, and you've successfully whiskey. you've successfully dried up every oyster that got a little bit moist thinking about people talking about poor choice. Hey, Hold I'm on. married. I, I'm married. I ain't got to impress nobody. <laughs> and whiskey shared a meme of us of Eric Cartman farting in some some poor woman's face. <laughs> I believe it's a foreign woman. <laughs> <laughs> What's this uh, editorial cartoon you shared with us? The Cal's cartoon preliminary round. It looks like it's a boxing match between the planet Earth and coronavirus, and then <laughs> about to jump into the ring is climate change. That's that's pretty funny. Well, I I, I don't know if you ever watched Carl's or see Carl's cartoons, The Economist. They're 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 quite ingenious. I I, I and. I think his creativity to, to go after Trump and world leaders is 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 somewhere unparalleled. Um, but it, the, the the cartoon itself is uh, essentially Earth fighting coronavirus. Um, but you but you see in the relation that climate change is actually a bigger problem sitting in the ring, waiting to take on the under the underdog essentially is Earth yeah. uh, or the people the the the, the people right. <laughs> Um, and if you notice that climate change is the sun, like it's, you know, the ozone layer and, and, and that piece, and it's a, it's a bigger problem that we have to deal with, but it, it's interesting is because you, you see that the coronavirus is on his back leg. Okay. And oh earth is kind of winning. It's, it's moving ahead where, What's the next strategic link that we have to deal with? How are we going to buy our way out or spend our way out? Um, but we still haven't de- dealt with climate change. Um, but it's even more interesting. I think that what's not listed there is the the power grabs that are going on in China. Oh, um, yeah. Let's say Bolivia. <laughs> soon, soon to be hashtag maybe hashtag hopefully hashtag probably North Korea. Uh yeah, North Korea. Uh, well, fuck. It's uh, it's it's well, Beijing is cert- certainly rode the power of uh, above of Hong Kong. Um, there's a few European countries that are becoming much more autocratic. Uh, um, some of those things they're talking about is you don't have you don't have. It's not about if you win, it's about winning well once. Hmm. <laughs> And then you could transform a democracy to a dictatorship, right? Uh, or, or vice oh, versa. Ser- ser- yeah. So Serbia uh, is another country. Um, 
You know who's been think, super quiet right. is the Russians. Like, yeah, it's it's just because they're super happy not to have the attention on them for like it, for the first time in three years. Yeah, well, I would say the tensions are there. Also, they're China, lying. China's is is, uh, is uh, putting severe restrictions on the provinces around uh, Russia because the outbreak's so bad. Really? Yeah, but so Russia's Russia. not reporting anything. Yeah, well, no. Brazilian the Brazilian. Uh, President or Prime Minister there, uh, Bolsonaro, says uh, the coronavirus is just a flu. And he fired, I think, two health ministers before he found one to agree that they should open the country. Yeah, this was the same president that said if people uh, to solve the, um, I think it was wastewater issue in um, so the, the sewage system couldn't handle the wastewater. Uh, and he suggested people eat less. So they'll only have to poop every two days, and that would fix it. So you know. Oh my God. Brasilia, although their women are fine as fuck, so they must get over this COVID thing. <laughs> so what have you guys been up to, trying to get, uh, trying to survive here? I hand washed my car today. Ooh. And detailed it. That was four and a half hours well spent, actually. I haven't been able to do that for a while. I want to. You know, there's something there's something about like I understand the appreciation of physical labor of the 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 lower classes. There's something about <laughs> um, you know working on something on your own for four hours and seeing a result at the end. I mean, mm, if yes. I could have, if I could have paid someone to do it, I would have. But nobody's open right now, so I did it myself today. Yes, mm, indubitably. Mm, yes, quite. <laughs> Let me pour another cognac. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Watson, <laughs> bring me my rumba. I wish to play beer pong on my rumba. <laughs> I showed you that. That's amazing. You did. You did. You did. I thought that was pretty hilarious. That should be a I, fucking Olympic sport. Beer, rumba, beer. Okay. So, Whiskey, you haven't seen this because you never use uh, the 320 Club Facebook group. Um, but it's a video of guys that have um, five cups set up like a five die uh, taped on top of a rumba on two tables like eight feet apart and they're playing beer pong as the Roombas like move around the table but because the Roomba will detect the edge of the table and not go off the edge of it they're like constantly moving around send you a video it's amazing it is pretty cool it looks pretty sweet anyone who's listening to this all all 72 of you because the listener base is uh, skyrocketed it has it actually has increased it's pretty good uh, all 72 of you <laughs> Uh, just look for Roomba beer pong and you will not be disappointed. And I know that all of you have been, well, those of you that still have jobs are not spending your money on anything. You could do worse than ordering a couple of Roombas on Amazon and preparing to entertain yourself for hours or with a neighbor now, because you can be socially isolated while playing. This is true. This is true. Here, I'll send, I'll send it to you, Whiskey. You can take a look. That kind of interesting. Is, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> we do. <laughs> Wait, what? So, I, didn't hear, I didn't hear that. And so our <laughs> listeners going to know. <laughs> but that's, I mean, other than other than binge watching all of Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm already out of Pornhub. I've moved on to um, X Hamster now. 
Ah, I see. I see. Okay. I'm I'm curious to see uh, what else there is that you could potentially do. I've been listening to audiobooks a lot lately. Yeah, I never really get a lot of audiobooks. Oh, uh, we were just talking about uh, Top Gear earlier. There's a, actually an audiobook uh, uh, written by one of the producers, kind of from the background of it, called "In on That Bombshell." That's quite good, and it's oh, all really? the stuff that happens behind the scenes. Yeah, that's cool. Um, was that you, Cognac, who sent me the? No, no, I saw it on Imager today. <laughs> Um, learning how to cook with this uh, this tattooed vulgar Australian. He's teaching teaching people yeah, you, how to you cook sent curry. It, yeah. you sent I thought that was pretty funny. That was good. I'll share that. <clears throat> Other than that, there's not a whole lot else to do. I mean, I gardened today. That was pretty. That was fun. And we got our. We finally got the. Finally got the patio set out for my mother-in-law, so we were able to enjoy the nice weather. Is it still snowing out in Quebec? No, it was uh, it hit it 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 briefly kissed ten degrees today, and the sun was out. So it was um, it was you know uh, perfect for being outside. Motorcyclists were out all yesterday when it was eight degrees because you know you got to make uh, got to take advantage of any uh, little bit of sunshine you get in this frozen hellhole. Yeah. Well, you can always take a drive. So I did. Uh, I did last week. I took a drive. I went to did get groceries. Went to get groceries. On my one trip out a week. Yeah, no, but no, but you, okay. I, I, but we're talking about taking a drive. I mean, a drive with no goal in mind. You leave your house. You go back to your house. You don't yeah. accomplish anything on the way. Yeah. You just drive just for just for the the just for the sake of driving. Like I hadn't driven in two weeks at least, and uh, and I've been basically stuck here, um, but. Uh, the uh, the missus had to go to U-Haul to go and get our uh, our van rigged up wiring for a trailer because we're moving this week. We actually were we're we're actually able to take possession of our home. Um, so I had to drive her out there to go and pick up her van. Uh, as soon as she got out of the car, I buggered off and I'm just like, I'm not going to be back home for a while. I'm just going to go take a drive and like I just went north of the city. I'm in in the Oshawa area. I went north of the city all the way out as far as I could uh, go and uh, get back within an hour or so. And it was just, it was just nice to go on some backcountry roads where it's kind of like these undulating hills and you've got these nice little turns and, and it's just, it just felt good to drive to and actually physically drive. Cause I like, um, like I drive a, I drive a standard uh, transmission, uh, and I just, I enjoy that so much more than an automatic transition. Like to be able to physically, it's like sliding, uh, it's like sliding the action into a rifle when you're trying. Like I think Richard Hammond said that uh, before. It's like the act of sliding uh, so, uh, your bolt into the into the rifle when you're switching gears. It's just, it's such a great feeling. Well, it's 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 more you're more organically a part of the machine. I like. This is the very first car I've ever owned that's not a manual transmission. I've owned six cars, and they're, they've all been manual, and I always said I would always drive manual, or at worst, the flappy paddle gearbox that's on uh, most performance cars now. Right. Um, and now I have no transmission. I have, like, where your right lever is in most cars that would do... Your left normally does your turn signal. So what would your right do in most cars? It normally sets your wipers or whatever. 
Yeah. Uh, that's my transmission. Down is reverse, up is drive. Because it just tells the computer what way to spin the electric motors. I'm so right. far gone from like an actual car that I can't even make it drift in the snow if I wanted to. I can like do everything in my power to like throw it into it and 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 hammer on the gas, but um, you know the car will take back over. And yes, whiskey, you can finish your story. I'm sorry. sorry, whiskey, we forgot. <laughs> we completely went over. Yeah, go ahead, bud. So. I went for a drive. (laughs) (laughs) See? Nothing. Anyways, I went for a drive for my one trip out a week. And, you you know, sometimes I go to Belleville and and just to go out out places. So I went to get grocery. Picked a few groceries on the way back. Picked up up some some lumber. And then uh, a a trip... Same route I normally took. There was just a new pothole, but because I don't drive so often, this was it. You didn't see the pothole develop. It was just like this deep pothole. They never so, disappear. They're like McDonald's's. No one's ever building a McDonald's. It's just a new one. So, anyways, I hit said pothole, and all <laughs> you hear is bag. It was just like hissing. My daughter's in the back going, "Daddy, what's that noise?" And it was just me cursing and swearing. <laughs> so I was like, look, because it was a tight turn. I was like, shit, I got to pull over fast because this the tire, the air is coming out really quick. Yeah. So anyways, it wasn't just a flat top. The tire was fine. I fucked my rim. Oh, oh no. What do you drive? Uh, Jetta. Ooh, I mean, Volkswagens aren't the most expensive, but was it an alloy? Oh, it totally was four hundred dollars later. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> oh that hurts. Ah, shitty. And the same week, I have to buy new tires too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if anybody from Volkswagen is listening, <laughs> want to give whiskey a discount? No, no. Four hundred dollars in Volkswagen money is seven hundred and fifty dollars because they always underreport. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. But sure. Anyway, so that that was one trip. Um, it was great. Tried getting it straightened. Uh, they, I just, I, I wheel it in. It's, it's hilarious. They look at me going, "There's no way in hell we could fix that." So we went back in my car. <laughs> it's like great. So it's been an expensive week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you just have to buy a new tire then? New rim. Well, the whole like okay, yeah. See, that that's always fun. one of my that's one of my concerns now because on on Tuesday of last week I got my summer tires put back on and they're on um, low profile tires on uh, on 19 inch rims. My winters are 18 inch rims with a, like a relatively standard tire. Um, so now that my summers are on, I'm definitely more cognizant of potholes because like uh, a low profile tire, obviously just the way it, it is, it has less absorption in it. So any, like any of these big fuck off potholes that you'll hit in the spring, like I'll be, I'll be in your boat there, whiskey with a, with a bent rim and everything. Yeah. It's no good. Yeah. So, anyways, that was that was that that was that trip out. Uh, Costco. You guys have been to Costco lately? No, no. But so I've heard it was like a 
uh, a meat problem. Like meat skyrocketed. There's like a, people are hoarding meat. Packing it's, packing plants are being shut down because of yep. outbreaks. So remember, I was warning you guys three weeks ago about supply disruptions. It's okay, Ooh, I got. I got a, I got a, I got a pantry full of uh, Hereford's corned beef, my friend. I'll be fine. Blood pressure is going to be about to be through the roof, though, because that is salty as shit. <laughs> and that's coming out of Brazil, so it's probably prepackaged Corona. So. <laughs> well, is, is that is that even made from ham? <laughs> no, it's not. It's beef. It's corned beef, obviously. <laughs> I, I hope. <laughs> corned Amazonian dolphin. I mean, I would buy that. Well, I would say they're probably the like, <clears throat> leaders of the official opposition party of Brazil, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> also. What we've started doing is we've started buying sleeves of uh, we've started buying sleeves of that uh, like that pork and and now steak uh, strip loin from uh, Costco, and then you just cut it up yourself. It's the steak's obviously much more expensive. It's like 120 bucks for a sleeve, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but you end up getting, you know, Wait, a month or two. What's that? 20 bucks and you have to cut it yourself. You cut it yourself. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, well, you no. don't have to, you don't have to cut That's it. Like, like if you get I a nice. To, I went to, I went to a trendy restaurant in Soho in London one time and I ordered fish tacos and they brought me all the fucking ingredients to make fish tacos. And I said, what is this? And they're like, oh, it's deconstructed cuisine. I was like, no, no, dickhead. This is my kitchen. Like. Think Why about am it. I paying you seventy quid? Okay, so to what put together my own fish tacos? So what you're getting is you're getting roughly about fifteen pounds of meat, and you're actually getting it at a better price because the labor hasn't gone into than if you had bought uh, the pre-cut meat um, from from the same store, right? So you're actually buying it at a cheaper price if you just cut it yourself because you can cut it to whatever thickness you want. And then what I do is I just cut it all, and then I marinate all the steaks that I want, and then I just freeze them. And then when we want to go barbecue, we just pull out a Ziploc freezer bag of, like, two steaks or whatever, and then we'll go and throw that on the barbecue after it's thawed out. So it's it's actually a hell of a lot. It's a little bit more planning and preparation that goes into it, but I find it's like the, the labor of it. Uh, you reap the re- you reap your own rewards from it. I find I I enjoy it a hell of a lot more. Yeah. So the the the, the key point to note is not all cuts of beef are made equal. Um, and no, they're not. They're like if you know how to cook, like there's different parts of the animal have are different used for different things for a reason. Right. Um, so like right now, like you get one of the most. It's really the one of the biggest piece of meats that's there is the beef tenderloin and it's 120 106 dollars is the cheapest one i could find last week um and so yeah you you can make fun you got to cut it yourself there's a little guy they even have a little pamphlet there at the meat cellar in in uh, kingston here i i used to own uh noah butcher he operated downtown kingston for uh 30 almost 40 years and he closed his business when Costco came to town, uh, mainly because he couldn't uh, couldn't match their prices. He, and he even told me, he says, you buy this cut of meat, you cut it this way, you'll get this, 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 and this. And really, that's what most people, all they need. And I couldn't keep, I couldn't keep up with 30 bucks for all that. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Oh, my 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 problem is I'm I'm poor at portion control. So if I bought a hundred and twenty dollar chunk of meat, I would probably eat it in three days somehow. Not sure how. I would just do it. That is a lot of meat in three days. But all you have to do, like you get a little weigher, like a little uh, little um, scale, and you just weigh it. Like I cut them down into ten ounce. Um, uh, portions or whatever, and that was that's pretty much it. You get your daily uh, intake. But anyway, I and thought it was good. If you freeze them, it'll slow you down. It's like your credit cards in the 1980s. Uh, <laughs> some of us were some of us were one and a half when the 1980s ended. My friend, <laughs> yeah. I had never heard of a credit card. Huh. Oh my goodness. But uh, you know, you know, it's like I, I got the the super saver, the food saver, I should say, and uh, the food you, you the put, super saver. What's uh, this? It's a food saver. It's a vacuum sealer. So you throw your your herbs in, and then as it thaws, it marinates, da, 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 and it's ready for the uh, the grill or the smoker. I also got a sausage stuffing machine now, so we can stuff sausages. <laughs> I'll let you go, Kanyak. Perverts. Perverts. All right. So, listeners, Whiskey's going docking. Um, you know, um, just stuffing sausage. Oh, uh, go fuck yourself. It's, it's <laughs> low hanging fruit. It's low hanging yeah. fruit. You can't softball them in like that. You know, <laughs> you know better. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, at one day, I just hope you'd have some class. But you know, some what? Let's, let's, some class. So let's, let's. I have. Let's cl- I have. I have class. I'm above those that serve me. <laughs> yeah. I believe the word you are looking for is tact, of which I have none. No. 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 Just class. Class. Uh, for all the listeners who actually know me, you also know that I'm not like. I mean, yeah, yeah, never mind. <laughs> it's a bit of, there's a bit of an act there. That, little, yes, little, I am not near as arrogant as that. No, you're actually a somewhat decent human being. I'm quite I nice. To, I'm always quite stop. nice to my. I'm always quite nice to my waitress because you never know if you might be able to hook up. <sighs> there's I, a I, 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 every I, minute. I just, I just fathom the number of times you ate somebody else's spit in your food. I'm just. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, you know how many times I've swapped spit with strangers? I'm over it. Oh, As my granddad would say, I put worse things in my mouth. <laughs> I don't think. No, I'm actually always. I'm always impeccably polite to uh, uh, people at restaurants, simply because of that. They have the they have the power over me in that situation, despite most people thinking the opposite, because they have the power to rub their balls on your food. Well, yeah. <laughs> despite health and safety code violations, but I mean, it's just it's in your interest to be, you know, polite and have some etiquette. And I just Ooh, I don't know. Okay. Now that we're on about waiters and stuff, though. Oh, so, no. No, 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 no. Because I am so thoroughly Canadian, I cannot help myself. I think I I think I have not tipped once on multiple occasions. Okay. I'm always just like, oh, that service was horrible. 
fourteen <laughs> percent. You know, like I just, I just can't do it. Like, oh, I just, I always I see what you're saying. I didn't realize what you said. You don't. It was a double negative. You don't think you have not tipped? I think I've done it once, right. and I left there and thought about it for three days. You know what I mean? Like, even if service is horrible, I'm thinking I'm always like, oh, they do not deserve a tip. Oh, I'm only going to leave thirteen percent. You know, like I just can't but, do it. Study out of France saying that uh, they suspect um, nicotine might have a positive effect on uh, recuperation or recovery ability from uh, COVID-19 because they're finding more smokers recover than non-smokers. Yeah, but more smokers die also as a result. Because wasn't that part, wasn't that a big thing too? That was the initial suspicion, but now there's a study saying the opposite. So next, so tomorrow uh, Trump's going to be like, everybody take up smoking. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as Fox News reports on it. Uh, What's that? And health with stress. Yeah. yeah. As soon as Fox News, Fox News reports that smoking cures coronavirus, we're going to, we're going to see this Republican issue burn itself out in about 20 years. Like I'm all in favor of freedom of speech, but that is just irresponsible. Well, there is there, there was a there was actually an article I was reading the other day about um, Chinese, Iranian, and Russian disinformation is all singing the same tune right now, and it's yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. For the first time in a while, so it seems like there's a unified, like a relatively unified disinformation campaign designed to make the West struggle with this. Even within the U.S.? From sources within the U.S.? Well, Fox News or Rush Limbaugh or... Yeah. Or, uh, or, um, what's the other crazy... Turn the Frogs gay, what's his name? Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Uh, (laughs) You know, like any of them, they're just repeating, they're parroting whatever is what the Democrats are not saying, which... Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the time is potentially this state-sponsored disinformation. And that's not to say that we support the Democrat Party or no, that they are a beacon party. of truth, which they most certainly are not. They definitely um, a third. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, guys, like, what the fuck? I mean, I thought and Ronald not, Reagan I'm had a point when he said that they, uh, uh, only a common enemy would uh, would unify the planet. But apparently he was wrong because... Human beings will do anything to tear themselves apart. Like we're so fucking stupid. Well, I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm also, I'm not gonna deify the Democratic Party. Like, no. So the best paranoia is born out of a kernel of the truth, right? So, like, it's certainly true that the Democrats are using this against Trump. Oh, for sure they are. So. But they don't need to do anything. That's the thing. They they literally have to just sit on their ass and watch this whole thing burn down. Like they have a front row seat to watching the the president and the Republican Party just fucking collapsing upon itself. They don't have to say shit. And by and large, it seems like they're actually pretty quiet. So it seems like they're following that kind of line of thought. Yeah. But I mean, wow. Whiskey, what do you got? <laughs> well, I would say this is probably a good time to uh, sum up and 
<laughs> yeah. So I would say that we'll call this like the miscellaneous uh, COVID rant um, of the week. Um, well, that's basically what it's come down to. I mean, yeah. It's not, it's not for the lot. I don't. I if I, I think in this time it's like the world is is used to having a lot of solid direction, um, and we're all looking to engage to move forward. Um, but really right now it's sort of a, a time of introspection because um, there's not a lot that's like going on in the individual's lives uh, if all hey. you have is, is the Lion King, uh, the Palm hey. Sisters and uh, the Pornhub hey. um, I resemble those remarks <laughs> but that's all I ever have <laughs> but hold on but I, I think is is that I think some miscellaneous conversations are, are, are good and I think they're okay to have. Even my wife and I are starting to talk more, which is kind of funny, because she's talking about <laughs> the political, talking about political stuff. Um, and she never used to. She never. She, she she didn't care before. Before she was just focused on uh, looking after the kids and and uh, and and working. And and now she's 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 got the cycles to really ponder the news and the implications and. And why why moving money in certain spots? So she she takes the time to learn now. Um, so that those the, the the introspection part, the, the ability of learning and growing during this time, I think is important. As much as we're trying to heal and protect ourselves, we're developing new fascinations with life. Um, Robin Hood flowers is also run other iconic yellow bags because people are baking. They're they're, they're revitalizing who they were and rediscovering uh, what it's like to feed your family. Um, so it's, it's an interesting time. I see people like who I would never dream take up running are now running down my street um, daily. So it's, it's, it's really nice to see that people are actually growing during this time. So uh, no time for questions. Uh, <laughs> but I got one. <laughs> so I would say uh, it's a good time. And I think as we look to educate and inspire as we conclude our show, that <laughs> that uh, we keep that in mind. Uh, so take the time to grow, learn a new skill. Amazon is still there, still shipping stuff out in 36 hours. Great scheme of things. A month ago is the time to learn a skill. I, I'm agreeing with you. Just break yes. it from the calendar. For the first time ever. I'm marking this down. Hang on. What day is it today? It is April 25th, 2020 at 2156. Whiskey has agreed with Cognac. So, anyway. It's in the diary. Uh, <laughs> so, again, that's all I have for this week. Uh, I'm Whiskey. <laughs> and I'm Brox. And I still have a question, but I can wait for a week. <laughs> it can... <coughs> wait, wait. Is... Is that you, Rona? <laughs> uh, you can. It'll wait for a wee dram. And I'm Rock. <laughs> See you next week. Oh my God! Follow a lead. Can you not follow a lead? I can. I <laughs> can. In the spirit of driving and good driving tunes, the song you're listening to now is Green River by good old John Fogarty and the Credence Clearwater Revival. We've shared this song on our Facebook page previously, and you can see the link in the description.
Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your weekly dose of whiskey and rocks. Whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can help us out even more if you spread the word and share us on Facebook. The link is also in the description. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for more 320 Club. Thank you.